Hello, Horror Fanatics. I'm Frank. And I'm Jen, and we welcome you to our weekly podcast, Oh! The The Horror! Horror. Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe or follow to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions to our email address at oth at seriouslydecent.com. And you can check out our website, ohthehorrorpodcast.com. Connect there to your favorite um, podcast platform. Um, You can find us, I think, pretty much anywhere. Pretty much. Yeah. In the gutter. (laughs) Behind some dumpster. If you're looking for us in a spot, man, and we're not there, just let us know. We're there, yeah. You can connect to our social media, uh, Mm -hmm. catch our back catalog, get caught up on the whole series. Yep. All that jazz. You do that. Yeah. You can do those things. I was glad, uh, you know, we get started with this, and we took the gamble of during the day. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, we so did. The dishwasher's going. I don't know if that's going to come through. If We've done so, that before. Yeah, and you know who knows. Uh, Dean had felt I'm going to clean my butthole now. Yep. And mm-hmm. um, so we had that. So during, we have that. We had that during the sound check. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he appears to be done, and he's pretty. He's whipped. <laughs> he's he's whipped. He's worked it's out. It's not easy being that pretty, babe. No, no, it's, wicked, it's not. Wicked hard. Plus, he crossed that bridge today. He did. He you did. Know, that was a brave move he, for him. Uh, he's not a big fan of water, so bridges are... He's not a fan of bridges, period. Nope. I remember yeah. walking him through the park, and there'd be, like, dry mm-hmm. bridges or whatever. Yep. And he's just, oh, I don't no, know thank about you. this. this. This is stupid. Something about this doesn't feel right, and I'm going <laughs> to go with it. You know? So then you march across this bridge, and the look on his face was like, Fuck. Man, half a go. I think I have to go. <laughs> yeah. Are you getting upset that we're picking on you? I'm sorry, but At one point, I, I was pretty sure, because the creek was pretty low, that mm-hmm. he was just going to cross right there. Yeah, yeah. No, and uh, I, the other gamble we're playing is uh, we're expecting an Amazon package today. Yeah. And it'll come during this, and yeah. that'll set him off to the bejesus. Yeah. This so. is going to be great, you guys. Oh, Nothing could possibly go wrong. Well, you know, and I thought that theme was good. It actually it, it fits. It goes with it. It yeah. fits with the theme we're doing today because we're doing season three, episode 147. By the way, goodness holy gracious. Moses. And we're doing deaths on movie sets, you know, where things yeah. just didn't really go as they planned. Where people... <laughs> Literally died on set. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. So this one was a spawn off of a fan request. It it is. A fan wanted us to do the Twilight Zone accident, Mm -hmm. as it's uh, more famously uh, called. We were doing an episode on, uh, I think this request actually came from the comments in um, Apple Podcast. Oh. If if memory serves me right. And uh, we went on a rant with Scientology. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, beating up Hollywood and all, uh-huh. uh, and they said, uh, "Why don't you do something on the Twilight Zone accident?" So we looked into it, and we probably could have done a whole show on it, but uh, I think we probably would have been trying to get a little we too creative on things, yeah. and and so we were trying to figure out. Well, you know, it's a cool story, 
definitely want to include it in. Anything fan requested, we will do. And we kind of already did a version of this when we did the Cursed movies and we did Bruce Lee and Brandon Lee. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So we thought, all right, deaths on movie sets. Is this a thing? And you know what? It's a thing. It is. And there's a lot of them. There was some on here that I never even knew about. Same. And I'm pretty well versed in movie lore Mm -hmm. and like the stuff. I always like background stories and movies. Mm -hmm. And some of these are, you Mm -hmm. know, we're going to cover are what you would call like the classics. Right. You know, you would, you know, those are the kind of normal ones that you've heard or the high level ones. But then there's these other ones. One that's so disturbing. Mm -hmm. I actually have a photo. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I you know, some of these are are really, really bizarre, but um to do the true respect of it all, we're gonna do the Twilight Zone accident first. Yep. Uh we'll get into uh some good detail with that. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just start uh talking about these other just crazy deaths yeah. on movie sets in Hollywood history, you know. And uh we definitely got enough show. <laughs> We do. For the slot, but, you know. Who knew Hollywood could get stuff so wrong? Oh, man. You know, it just, <laughs> I remember somebody asked me, they're like, dude, you beat up on Hollywood a ton. And I'm like, it's just too freaking easy. Yeah. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's too easy. And you know what? If they didn't come off so preachy and pompous and arrogant, yeah, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I really there's wouldn't. definitely but a pretentiousness it's like, there. If you're going to put yourself on such a high pretentious level. Yeah. And that's, you know, that was another reason I wanted to do cults. You know, yeah. there's the juicy ones like the, mm-hmm. you know, um, Nexium and yeah. Scientology and all that. But then, you know, we do these other ones that mm-hmm. are of the kind of Christi- Christianity following. Right. And it's like, yeah, you, you can't sit there and be on your holy horse mm-hmm. claiming you're a follower of Christ and all mm-hmm. of these things and then do the exact opposite of that, mm-hmm. you know, and... um and I think a lot of it, you know, is to be informational and all that stuff. Right. But, but yeah, that's what burns me with Hollywood is just how. Oh, yeah. They preach to everyone about how you should be living your life. And it's like, hello. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> Glass houses and all. Well, and I think this is the big thing with it is that industry is so broken. Yes. To the core. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. It's broken. And I think the problem is, is they think Everything else is like that, too. Right. You know, and so that's where I get little burned up. And I'm not going to sit there and say corporations are the greatest things in the world. There are some bad companies and bad corporations and mm-hmm. private industry and stuff like that. But, boy, when Hollywood gets there and they just say, oh, all these businesses, all these mm-hmm. corporations and stuff, they're they're terrible. And, of course, the politicians hop right in and make use mm-hmm. of that because here's free advertising of right, their yeah. dumb idea. Yeah. You know, but. It's like, look at your own house. It's like, you can't sit there and say, this is a terrible thing. So this is where I, I was actually, um, I was a bit happy to do this. Because, look, I'm not against anybody watching a freaking movie. Mm-mm. I'm not anybody, you know, uh, I think you should kind of choose who your heroes are. I think you got to be pretty careful of that. As a matter of be fact. Be careful who you idolize. I shared you know. a video in the Facebook group today uh, where the season finale of Buffy mm-hmm. actually saved a family. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Babe, it, it's it's beautiful because the guy in the truck, mullet, 
yeah. like mullet. Yeah, yeah. Wicked long. Yeah. And his son is like Joe Durte. Yeah. And his son's like, Hey Dad, you wanna tell us about the time Buffy sa- saved us? Mm-hmm. And he's like, Well, you know, they had them their tornado warnings going off all over the place. He's like, and I was like, shit, I gotta get home. It's the season finale of Buffy. So I get in the door, your mom and takes all you kids down into the storm cellar. Thinks she even took some of the neighbor kids. And I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm watching Buffy. So I'm watching it. Gets to be a couple hours later. Angel's gone and all. He goes, and all of a sudden, I hear this screaming. And he goes, I go outside. And the big oak tree had fallen over the storm shelter. He's like, if I'd gone in there with y'all, we all would have done died. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like... Oh my God, this is great. And so the kid pans back to himself and he goes, Sarah Michelle Geller saved our lives. Oh my God. He goes, she's truly doing the Lord's work. (laughs) And he just had this look on his face like, I couldn't make this up. (laughs) Oh my God. That's hysterical. (sighs) No, and I mean, there is instances with that. There's shows. I mean, there was that Curb Your Enthusiasm Show yeah, they where got they the guy off got of, that uh, guy off of murder because yep. he was at the game yeah, that they, and they said had the footage. he wasn't at. You know, I mean, there's it, it's like anything. There's the good parts right. of things. There's the bad parts of things. You know, and and I think this is where like it's just a life lesson you look at where humility is really a big deal. Yeah, it really is. And and that's whether you're a celebrity, a priest, or a preacher, or a musician, or What have you, you know, humility Mm -hmm. is a really, really big thing. And if you lose touch of that, you can really go way off the path on some things, you know. And and that's, like I said, I get to the high horses stuff with, like, Hollywood Mm -hmm. in general. And it's like, take a good look at yourself. You know, Mm -hmm. I just, you're going to sit there and judge all this other stuff. I just want to grab their head like the Game of Thrones things, like, Look at you! You know, it's like shame. Oh my God, just shame. just look at yourselves, yeah. you know, or or just record it. But here's the thing: you could record something, they'd hear it, and it'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I stand behind I stand all by that. that, you know. And you just kind of hold your head and you know say, okay. But yeah, the Twilight Zone accident. So this was on um, July twenty third, nineteen eighty two. We don't do sources anymore. Doesn't matter. No. <laughs> so sources for me, uh, it was pretty. Vague, you know, I did like New York Times and I think there's like a buzz feed one and uh, like yep. the rap I or did, something um, like that. History.com specifically mm-hmm. for the Twilight Zone and yeah. BuzzFeed.com for gotcha. Um, and then mine there... is uh movies and TV shows mm. where people died on set. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, and there's uh there were some other ones that were kind of uh not so mainstream, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just uh, some kind of like private, um, private stuff. But uh, I did some how stuff works as well. And then there was just some Reddit stuff that I did to kind of connect the dots with things. Right. Um, I never really try to use Reddit as a source unless it's the story. Right. Yes. You know. But uh, yeah. So on July twenty third, nineteen eighty two. A Bell UH-1 Iroquois helicopter crashed at Indian Dunes in Valencia, California, United States. Mm -hmm. So basically what they were doing was they were making Twilight Zone the movie. Correct. So you, uh, if you're not familiar with Twilight Zone, I don't know how you found us. (laughs) 
But um, <laughs> the Twilight Zone was this long series of television shows. Yeah. Um, and as a matter of fact, if you really want to get them all in one bite, usually on New Year's, they do the, they'll do the whole entire yep. Twilight Zone marathon where they play them all day. Um, I love them. Absolutely yep. love them. It was fantastic shows. I um, um really I only ahead of their... them here and there. Like I wasn't a, oh, okay. a regular. Yeah, I. I was them. gonna say subscriber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wasn't a regular watcher. I would yeah. watch. I would. Catch if it was them on here and now, you know. See, the thing with 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 me is I was out in the middle of bumfuck Egypt, and yeah. we didn't get. We didn't get cable. We only, only got three channels, Frank. Exactly. You know, yeah. And we, some of them, mm-hmm. it, it was really more That's what like- what our broke asses got in suburbs, too. Two and a half. <laughs> so- Yeah. It wasn't until we actually were mm-hmm. able to get the dish or cable yeah. where I could actually No, I think from it. a- This is my whole opinion with Twilight Zone. I think Twilight Zone is a representation of how bad TV is now. Because the okay. creativity of those stories right. and the creativity yeah. of those plots were awesome. Mm-hmm. And that's where I always recommend to people. I'm like, if you're really into just like great plots, mm-hmm. really kind of like great surprises, uh, the acting, so-so, it's okay. Yeah. Um, it's nothing, basically it's the same of that age, you know, right. I mean, it, nothing, nothing crazy, crazy, but... They had just really, really good shows, and I loved the plots, and it was different. It was very, very Mm -hmm. different, and that's kind of when I'll sit there and bag on stuff that's on now, it's because I was raised on that stuff. It just uh, didn't have the, the creativity, you know, I, in my opinion, the shows of that. If I'm wrong, please send me some show ideas, because right. no, I... I always want to find something good, but it's just so hard. There's so much just junk. I was going to say, crap. I actually did put a um, a post out in the group, but that was the worst movie that you've ever watched, where at the end of it, you were like, what did I just watch? Oh, yeah. yeah. And we've gotten some some suggestions. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. So We'll have to check them out. Yeah. I didn't will. see the post, but I already probably know what your movie is. It's tiptoes. It was. It? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it is. It is. It's by far the most fucked up movie we've ever watched. There's a point where you're, you're like maybe 10 minutes into the movie and you're like, no, what the hell? No. You know, then halfway through, you're like, I can't believe yeah. this is, yeah. this is a thing, yeah. you know? And then, and then you get to the end and you're just like, I don't. I don't know what to think anymore. I don't exactly. know what to believe. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what to. Yeah. Like, and I remember you and I, like, after it was done, like, <laughs> credits rolled. Yeah. We hit stop uh-huh. or back or whatever yeah. to get out of it. And I remember just you and I, there was silence <laughs> for literally, like, and there's never uncomfortable silence between you and I. No. We could never talk to each other for, like, three hours, and it's okay. It's fine. Yeah. You know, this but this was, like, was... 30 seconds to a minute. Which felt like ten minutes. It felt like an eternity of. And just I remember we just turned and we were like, "How? What? How did they? How, how did all of those people in that yes! movie? Yes. How did they commit to that? Like What's there was never worse? a point where they were like, hey, 'Hey, I'm done. This is you know.' What's worse is Peter Dinklage mm-hmm. did uh, an interview after the fact, and he goes, 
I was watching the posts and I was watching the dailies. He goes, mm-hmm. and that is not the movie that we made. So they must have taken these. I, I, I know at one point there was a change in the writer and there was a change in the director. And when the director changed, the whole I still don't story. I don't. I don't don't understand how how that's recoverable. I don't either. I don't like. I don't understand. You had Peter Dinklage right there. He was right there. Oh, you mean a story about a dwarf? You know. A little person. A little person. You know what? I, I'm a fucking old guy. I, I really know. don't care. I know. I, yeah. I just... But I mean, they had Peter Dinklage, yeah. but instead it was Gary Oldman on his knees. Yeah. Yeah. Or like wrapped around a blanket to look like a- I, How I, is was... that not offensive? No. And that's where I'm sitting there. Like, like I don't understand his statement of that. That wasn't what was- It's like, no. Yeah. Then where'd all this other shit come from? Is yeah. that- Yeah. You know, I, I just- uh and then yeah. you hear the crazy lore behind it, you know. I mean, just like what was it—the fucking oxen soup or something like that? Like, what was it? Uh, no, not oxen soup. <sighs> I want to say moose soup, but that's different. maybe it was moose soup or something <laughs> like that. Moose stew. Yeah, uh, he made some sort of. It was um, stew. No, it was uh, who was the one that made it there? His name, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Yeah, yeah. Gary Oldman made it because, like, he said, like it. It gets into your soul and makes you be a better actor and all that stuff. And, like, this is what I'm getting at, like, in this episode. It's like, that's fucking crazy. It's crazy town. It's crazy land. You know, I remember growing up and, like, I worshipped all these movie stars. Same. I really did. I, everybody I does. Gary Oldman was, was an amazing. Genius. Was a yes. genius, you know. Yeah. And I saw that. Oh, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, be careful. Who, who you idolize. Be careful who you idolize because someday you're going to meet them. Yeah. Like, not in person, but you're going to yeah. meet them. You're going to yeah. see them and you're going to look. And Gary you're, Oldman. You're gonna, in the role he was. Like, he made was, for or yeah, something like that. It was yeah. Role of a lifetime. Role of a lifetime. Yes. And, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, it's it just, so bad. Yeah. It's, it's unreal. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, Twilight Zone TV series. Yes, they go and they end up making a movie out of it, yep. and they they're starting to film it. And yep. and uh, and basically, this was technically the last day of scheduled. It shooting. was the last day of scheduled shooting, and the crash killed actor Vic Morrow, mm-hmm. uh, and these child actors Micah Din Lee and Renee Shin Yi Chen. Shin Chen, yeah. Shin yep. Yi Chen, uh, who were on the ground. So yep. you had. And they um, were six and seven, the two children. Yeah, you had Vic and these two child actors who were on the ground, and they were supposed to run from the crash. Right. And there was all this yep. stuff. They were um, they were simulating a Vietnam War. It battle was a scene. Vietnam War battle scene. So basically, like the movie actually fixed, uh, they featured like these four different kind of components mm-hmm. of the movie, and um, in the script for the first segment, Vic Morrow's transported back in time to like the Vietnam War, where he's. Um, like this Vietnamese, he became this Vietnamese man protecting the two children from uh, American troops. And this was where this scene right. was taking place. And it was like the last day of shooting. 
and they were supposed to be running from this helicopter. Correct. The scene yep. there was explosions, and it was actually the special effects explosions. Yeah, on the set that caused so, the pilot of the low flying craft to lose control. Well, what happened was is the explosions took off, uh, took mm-hmm. off, and then what happened was is it loosened like a mechanical component of the helicopter, mm-hmm. and then that's where the pilot lost control. So, what ended up happening uh, was. Uh, Vic Morrow and the two child actors who were on the ground uh, were killed instantly. The, instantly, the yep. the crash li- it literally crashed right on yes. them. Yep. And then um, it injured the six helicopter passengers. Mm-hmm. And so this incident led to years of civil and criminal action yep. against the personnel overseeing the shoot, including yeah. director John Landis and the introduction of new procedures and safety standards in the filmmaking industry. It created this whole just kind of domino effect of things. So John Landis was also involved with Blues Brothers, Trading Places, and National Lampoon's Animal House. So it's not like he was a nobody. No. And four other men working on the film, including the special effects coordinator and the helicopter pilot, were all charged with involuntary manslaughter. And according to a 1987 New York Times report, it was the first time a film director faced criminal charges for events that occurred while making a movie. During the subsequent trial, the defense maintained the crash was an accident and that couldn't and could not have been predicted, while the prosecution claimed Landis and his crew had been reckless and violated laws regarding child actors, including regulations about their working conditions and hours. And following the emotional 10-month trial, a jury acquitted all five defendants in 1987. And the families of the three victims filed lawsuits against Landis, Warner Brothers, and Twilight Zone co-director and producer Steven Spielberg that were settled for undisclosed amounts. Yeah, so you had this whole big lawsuit but then there was also this thing that, as you mentioned, he made mm-hmm. all of these really nice movies and stuff yeah. like that, you know, or successful movies. I'll yep. say, I don't know if they were all nice, but, but successful movies. So when he was going through trial, Hollywood actually started backing him. Like they're yeah. testifying, writing these letters like, well, John Landis is a great guy, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. But there's this little kind of topic that everybody hops over. Steven Spielberg co-produced The Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. And not just yeah. like the show, the movie. Yep. He co-produced it with Landis. Uh, and he broke off the friendship following the accident. And he said they actually released the movie and they did use some of the the the, the footage. footage. Yeah. And the movie was released to mixed reviews. Yeah. So they went through all of this. People died. Yeah. And it wasn't exactly a blockbuster. Yeah. And then I'm sorry, you actually use the footage in there. It's like, give me a break. Turns man. out that's a thing. That that's a is, thing they do. No, and that's what I'm getting at. And Fun this fact. gets me back to how the hell can you be so judgmental when you're doing this shit? Like this isn't just this isn't normal. You know, this isn't no. normal at all. This isn't normal behavior. So Vic Morrow is actually the father of actress Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah. No, I've always said that. It's an incestual yeah. swamp pool. I mean, it just, you know, watching Buffy, 
Yeah. You see all the people in there. It's like, okay, this was the next 10 years of movies. Same fucking people. Yeah. Over and over yep. again. Well, that's like you anytime know. you watch any movie made in Great Britain. It's yeah. like they have 10 people. They have 10 people. And, and we're going to do people, 200 shows yeah, with these 10 those people. Those 10 people do everything. Yeah. It's like you don't have any other actors in there. You know. Well, oh, I no, mean... that's right. You're just a club. That's all. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? You're a club. You're a club that no one can get into. But then you're so, going to complain about the big club around, you know, oh, it's going to be quite an hour. So <laughs> I have one while shooting aerial footage. Well, wait, wait. Oh, there's more. So, yeah, okay. there is more with this. Now, the funny part is, and I say funny mm -hmm. because it's 1982. And they said the theme on this was is this made this incident made filming better. It made it safer. Uh -huh. It made it a better experience. Okay. 1982. Right. So so in the past, we're going to mention some, but 1982 right. is supposed to be this pivotal moment where new procedures, right. safety standards. It's going to prevent this from it's happening again. prevent this from happening again. Now, the two kids that got killed in this, yes. they were actually illegally hired <laughs> from child acting. Like they- yeah. they they yep. hired them illegally. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't have the required permits. Mm -hmm. They just grabbed these two kids, and it's uh, it was a number of labor violations and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. I, you know, yeah, that was the last bit of it. It just, <laughs> oh my so, god, poor kids. You know, yeah, they have very strict rules regarding kids on set, like how long they can be on set, Apparently and not. their <laughs> schooling. So. You know, I listened to Smartless, mm. and Jason Bateman was a child actor, mm -hmm. and he talks about his time in Hollywood, and his school was a bus. It was a school bus, and he talks about how weird it was, how he never really learned anything. Mm -hmm. They were doing massages on the bus, mm -hmm. so Will constantly picks on Bateman mm -hmm. for his lack of education. And he's like, oh, they didn't teach you that on the bus? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. And I'm not saying that none of these people are good at making movies. They're yeah. good at making movies. Yep. Thank God, because a lot of them wouldn't be good at doing anything, anything else. else. You yeah. know? And honestly, that's where I think the compromise you see on some of this stuff. All the compromising stuff they do on here, because not even waiting tables is an option. Yeah. You know, this is it. This yep. is the only thing they All have, they you know, and, and I, I have empathy for that in mm -hmm. that regard. It's like, yeah, the amount of shit that you're putting up with this, the, the sexual uh, predatoryness of everything, the, yeah. The all the yeah. the predators, the high risk stuff, the mm -hmm. the dangers on set, you know, all this stuff. You're willing to do all that. Nobody asked the million dollar question like, why are you willing to do this? Yeah. It's two things. It's the money for starters. Mm -hmm. You know, and then two, yeah, they don't, they can't do anything else. You know, yeah. I mean, that's, that's why you see, even after they've made money and they've moved on, they still have to be in the spotlight. It's like, cause what else are you going to do? Yeah. Just sit home, you know, rub one off. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I had, I found it was 28 or 27 or 28 films mm -hmm. where, Someone died on set. Yeah. So already, I mean, yes, some of these were before 1982, but mm -hmm. a great many of these are well after. Well after, yeah. 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 
So while shooting aerial footage for Top Gun, mm-hmm. a veteran aviator and aerial cameraman Art Scholl died when he lost control of his helicopter. Ironically, he was shooting the scene where Goose dies. He was executing an inverted flat spin in order to get a spinning shot mm-hmm. that would simulate Maverick's vision as he fell yeah. following the plane crash when he radioed, I've got a problem. His plane quickly plummeted toward the ocean as he continued, I've got a big problem. They were never able to find the wreckage of the plane or Shoal's body. And it's amazing because when that movie was released out, none of that stuff was no, talked about. No, not a word. Not a word of it. No. Like I said, there's a lot of these where you're going to be like, no fucking way. Yeah. You know, there was uh, three pilots that died yep. uh, while f- <clears throat> filming uh, dangerous stunts for Hell's Angels. Yep. It's a 1930 film, uh, director Howard Hughes. Uh, Howard Hughes, he actually uh, crashed a plane while filming a dangerous stunt. And it was a, a stunt that like a stuntman refused, refused to, to do. do. Mm-hmm. And he actually did it and survived the crash, which. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. And again, 1930, they were. It's just a different brand, but they I, but they yeah. were also that's the first time they were making movies. like But that, cinema, you know? cinematographer Neil Fredericks, best known for the Blair Witch Project, mm-hmm. also died in a plane crash shooting aerial footage for the film Crossbones. Writer director Daniel Zerilli and three others escaped from the wreckage after the plane failed. But Fredericks was stuck under his harness and he drowned. Yeah. Didn't hear about so, that one either. <laughs> this one, the film Kane changed its name to Shark. After yeah. a stunt person was killed by a shark during filming, they then used photos of the accident to promote the film. The stunt person, Jose Marco, died after a shark broke through protective netting and attacked him. His death was then used to market the film, as seen in the poster below. I have it right here. Yeah. Yeah, I have it right here. Oh, my God. Yeah, I just, like, <laughs> your soul has to be so gone. To do that, you, you know, can literally, I mean, you see the yeah, bubbles, yeah. you see the blood. Yeah, this is before special effects. Like this. Oh is, my lord! Yeah, yeah. It's it's horrible. It, it's it's absolutely terrible. The fact terrible. that they they used his his death in the marketing of the film, it's yeah. like holy cow. Yeah, and like you know, what kind of conversation was that to? You know, and it's not even like a known movie. No. You know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. like Top Gun or something like that. What about this where, guy's family? You know, and they're uh, like, excuse me? Yeah. Yeah. Could you yeah. imagine you're walking down the street and you're a family member? Yeah. And your family member died filming this movie. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you see a poster and you're like, that's my dad. Yeah. Or that's my brother. Yeah. And sure, I mean, they might say, you know, oh, you know, he, he was doing what he loved to do, you know, and maybe make it like a memoriam or something like that. But to me, from the publishers and like, you got to have a line of morality. And none of those publishers do. They don't. Even people on the news now, like, no. they don't care. You know, like, they know they know they're lying. They know they're doing whatever. They don't, uh. you know, they're just doing what they're told. You know, it's... um. So there was three extras that died on the set of Noah's Ark mm-hmm. um, during the dangerous flood scene, which saw uh, over 600,000 gallons. Yeah. And, of course, the exact amounts contested. Contested, yeah. Um, 
but this water was coursing down spillways and simulating this, you know, flood. The flood, yeah. And uh, cinematographer Hal Moore actually reportedly walked off the set when uh, director Michael uh, Curtis. Curtis ignored his warnings about how dangerous the stunt was. And, um, I mean... So, <laughs> in a more recent example, mm-hmm. second assistant camera person Sarah Jones was killed on the set of Midnight Rider, a 2014 biographical film about Greg Almond, that, or Greg Almond, that was never finished as a result of this controversy. In fact, the incident that cost Jones her life occurred on the first day of filming, which was done on a live train track atop a 110-year-old bridge. I mean, what could go wrong? The company had reportedly been denied permission to film there. There were allegedly no safety meetings preceding the accident, no on-set medic, no coordinator, no call sheets with safety details, none of that. The crew was told that if a train began to come, they would have 60 seconds to run off the track. Get out of the way. <laughs> yeah. They would also have to run towards the oncoming train in order to escape. When a train did come, director Randall Miller shouted for everyone to run. Jones, attempting to save equipment, was only able to make it to the metal gangplank parallel to the tracks. Debris from the train colliding with props pushed her back onto the track where she was then struck. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's just uh, and all for a movie that never never saw the light of day. Never. So made she it. died for nothing. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's the topic of the podcast today. I guess. <laughs> Super sorry so then, about there that. There was one on X Files, my show X Files. Yep. There. Yep. Yep. And yep. Um, this uh, crew member was electrocuted on set in yep. pre-production for a season eight premiere yep. and died. The metal scaffolding he was working on was struck by a power line. And what was referred to as a freak accident, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, the ensuing 4,800 volt charged uh, this crew member to go into cardiac arrest and it injured five others. Uh, yeah. Actor Roy Kinnear died after falling from a horse while finishing up filming The Return of the Musketeers. Immediately after the fall, he was taken to the hospital with severely with a severely fractured pelvis and internal bleeding then ended up dying the next day of a heart attack while Kinnear did not actually die on set his family sued producer Pierre Spengler and the director Richard Lester alleging that they had pushed the horse's speed and declined to offer a stunt double the family was awarded $650,000 in a settlement so then there's the popular one which is Ben Hur Yes. And so this stuntman, uh, this was the silent 1925 yes. film, Ben-Hur, uh, A Tale of the Christ, um, where they were shooting the uh, the chariot racing scenes. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, Ben-Hur is an amazing movie. It is. Absolutely amazing. It's long. Yes. You know, it's a long movie. <laughs> yes. Um But during one take, they went around the curve and the wheel broke on uh, the neighboring kind of like yeah. uh, chariot. Yeah. And then um, the hub hit the ground, and this guy shoots up in the air like 30 feet. Yeah. And it was literally like a slow-motion film, and he fell on a pile of, of lumber. Uh, lumber, and he died of his internal injuries. And they actually kept that scene in the movie. Of course they did. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And again, this is where I look. It's like, yeah, okay, 1925, no regulations, none of this type of stuff, you know. Like- I'm not saying it's right. It's the same thing. Like, yeah. you know, it's it, to me, it's just 
Well, in keeping with what you're talking about, another stunt gone wrong. A stuntman named A.J. Bacchanus died while filming a 323-foot fall in the 1979 film Steel. He was trying to be a world record and had previously done the same fall from a lower story. And the footage is rumored to still be in the film. Yeah. And we all know the movie, the movie Steel from 1979. Yeah. Real, real yeah. popular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then um, there's a really deadly example of uh, White Thunder. Yep. Later renamed The Viking. Mm-hmm. This again, 1931. Okay. And there's a lot of these then, because like I said, yeah. they didn't have any no. of this crap in place or, you know, any anything to help these freaking people out. No. So they set off uh, a crew aboard the SS Viking, which was just <laughs> full of gunpowder. What then could go wrong? The ship uh, became blocked by icebergs. The crew reportedly created small bombs to blast the ice. However, their efforts backfired, causing much of the ship to explode. 27 people died. And um including Frizzell. Yeah, Frizzell the uh the producer. Mm-hmm. And um the rest of you know, the rest is just jumping off the ship, swimming miles in icy water to make it to safety. I mean, they could have filmed Titanic like the second half there. But the film was eventually released with a prologue about the disaster, which included footage of newspapers from the time. Right. You know. So like that kind of stuff I see as memoriam like yeah, okay, that's, okay. That's fine. That's but to fine. just include footage where someone dies in the film and to not acknowledge it? Mm-hmm. Like, how? Yeah. How, yeah. How, like I said, you got to, your morality's askew, you know? I mean, and just that whole industry is askew. So the Lees, they were, they died on set because of faulty props. Mm-hmm. Instead of a prop gun, it was a live gun. Yeah. Bruce and Brandon. Yeah. yeah. Same thing happened to John Eric Hexum on the set of the show Cover Up. He was reportedly pretending to play Russian roulette with a prop gun. He fired a blank, which fractured his skull and caused a brain hemorrhage. He was 26. So you're like, wow, you'd think they would maybe have fixed this. And of course, one of the most recent examples of an onset death due to lack of gun safety is when cinematographer Helena Hutchins tragically died on the set of Rust. Alec Baldwin was using a gun as a prop when it went off and killed Hutchins. The gun had been declared safe before using, and Baldwin reportedly did not know it was loaded. Whatever. He also denied pulling the trigger. She's dead. Though the FBI reported the gun could not have fired without the trigger being pulled. Mm -hmm. Baldwin was originally charged with involuntary manslaughter, but the charges were later dropped. First AD, David Halls, was sentenced to probation, and armorer Gutierrez-Reed is still embroiled in the court case. Filming eventually resumed and is now wrapped. The fact that Alec Baldwin, the guy who actually shot the gun Mm -hmm. that killed her, what? Oh, it's not just shot the gun. It's not just shot the gun. So so this was recent. He was playing around with it. Well, no, this is recent. Yeah. You know, and there was a lot of uh, information on this. And this is, again, where you really got to pay attention to where you're getting your news sources from. Mm-hmm. This is a great example of this because I was reading both sides of right. the kind of political fence mm-hmm. on this because it was really hot because they were talking about how guns are bad, guns yep. are bad, yep. guns yep. are bad. Yep. And um, I'm going to throw out a personal statement on this just so we don't get the bias all messed mm-hmm. up. I can't stand this guy. 
Same. Can't stand them. No. I, I, I liked them again when I was younger. Yeah, same. You know, watched them in Beetlejuice and, mm-hmm. you know, watched other movies he was in. The I was like, for Red October. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, just great movies and all that. But I was then, like, I'm going to watch every movie he's in. But then you meet the real person. Baldwin, and yeah. I met, you know, the, the shit he said about his daughter yeah. on the telephone. Yep. You know, and it's like, look, I get it. Parents go off and right. all that stuff. Yeah. But the fact is, is you're a movie star. Right. And you aren't just a movie star. This guy is just so self fucking righteous with his accusatoriness yes. of things. Yes. You know, he he actually, oh, I remember when this happened and I turned to you, he actually just hit a guy out mm-hmm. in public, mm-hmm. you know, and beat him up. And I remember turning to you, I was like, that's the lottery I wanted to win. I wanted him to come to me. Right. Because, oh man, I would have <laughs> laid him out right in the freaking street yeah. in Manhattan. Yeah. I, I would have... Just laid him out. It would have been, dude, you picked the wrong fucking guy. You picked the wrong guy. Wrong wrong time, you know, for you. Right day for me. (laughs) Wrong day for you. This guy, I just can't stand him. Right. So he says all of this stuff about guns and how they're not safe Mm -hmm. and blah, 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 blah. And it was something where there was a gun accident somewhere else. I don't Mm -hmm. have all the facts in front of me on this, but- there was a, a um uh, an issue where, and he said, oh, doesn't matter. They need to go to jail. They need to go to prison. Mm-hmm. I don't care. That's what you get. Blah, 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 blah. Says all of this shit. Right. So now here's a movie that he produced. He was in. Mm-hmm. He's responsible for the for whole of it. entire yeah. film. And then you find out that it's the Wild West. They were firing these weapons mm-hmm. like out off to the side, yeah. you know, and there was no like uh, safety measures. There no. was nothing. So then, you know, all of a sudden he starts backpedaling. Well, I didn't know it was loaded. It's like, dude, that's firearm safety. 101. 101 is to you're check supposed, your weapon. You're supposed to treat every firearm as if it's loaded yeah. and live. Yeah. Even if it's plastic. Oh, no. But even that, yeah. it's like if I were to hand you a gun and say, Jen, it's not loaded. What's the first thing you do when you get that in your hand? I'm going to check and see if it's loaded. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, it's safety. Yeah. This is, and this is what people that are against guns. Don't understand. Don't understand yeah. with people in the gun community. It's mm-hmm. like, these are rules that you are taught before you even see a, a gun. gun. Yeah. Before you even get to one. This yeah. is the rules. You know. That's like the first thing you learn before you even get in a room where there is Possibly, yeah, maybe a, a gun. gun. Yeah. You know, yeah. It just, you know, and and you see it in the safety classes and stuff yes. like that. A guy will be there and he'll go, okay, clear, and then he'll hand it off, and then somebody will just be like, oh, and he's like, no, check it. Yeah, well, I remember. And you hear the thing. You know, people will say, oh, but you just check it. Doesn't fucking matter. Doesn't matter at all. You check it. When so we this did was... our uh, gun safety course, the guy said yeah, he doesn't yeah. even trust the guns in the store. He's no. like, I check. Everything. Every single gun. Every single gun. Every single yeah. time. I have I have guns in my safe mm-hmm. that I handle them. You don't. Mm-hmm. I'm the last person who handled them. Mm-hmm. I locked it. Mm-hmm. I have the key. Yeah. I'm the only one who knows where the key is. Right. And yet, every time I go in there, I check them mm-hmm. to see if they're clear. Yeah. Every single time. I check them to see they're clear when I'm cleaning, you know, yeah. before I clean them up and, and oil them. This is just responsible gun ownership. Yes. And this is what this, this freaking, and I, I'm sorry, it's not an accident. 
it's an act of irresponsibility. It is. It's an act of just, and the fact that he ran and hid behind his team of lawyers. Yes. Get me out of this. It's yeah. like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I see what side of the fence you're on. What happened to- Do as I say, don't do as I do. No, exactly. Yeah. You know, and they're just full of fucking shit. It drives me crazy. So he's sitting there. He says, oh, the gun's declared safe. You know, I didn't know it was loaded. It's like you're supposed to check it. Yeah. You know, this is your responsibility. Again, like you mentioned, the FBI reported that the gun could not have been fired without the trigger being pulled. Right. And so now you have a guy that it's his movie- He's producing it. Yeah. He's doing everything yeah. with it. He's in it. Mm-hmm. And yet this firearm thing comes. I'm sorry. How about you fucking man up and just be responsible? Yeah. No. And just say, no, no you know what? It's my movie. He's making these other two guys take the fall yeah. for him. All these other people are taking a fall for mm-hmm. it. And I'm sorry. These other people should probably have charges against them too. Right. If you're but in charge, so of, should he? If you're in charge of firearm safety on that movie set, yes, that's your job. Mm-hmm. That's what you're supposed to do. But the fact is, is this is his movie, right? And I'm sorry if you are an Alec Baldwin fan and you defend this guy in this position. Mm-hmm. I got no fucking use for you. No. I'm sorry. I mean, he's a coward. Let me throw this he's out an there. Absolute coward. Why are there? live rounds on any movie set. Yeah. If you're going to have a gun. Yeah. Now, it, they normally use blanks, but why would they even have live rounds on set? It's crazy. Yeah. Because you're just increasing the odds that, yeah. he's that an, this is going to happen. He's an irresponsible child. I also all he is. Uh, I, I, read a report I'd say it to his around the time that said that <laughs> they were... They were, they were not practicing gun safety in any way, shape, or form, no. and that they were roughhousing, and they were yeah. essentially no, playing like around. The people in the movie, yeah. like on set, were like, yeah. it was not a safe set. Right. Not at all. Yeah. And it's like, I'm sorry, dude. This is your fault. Yeah. This is your movie. This is your movie. It's everything. Yeah. It's your fault. It's your fault that all this is happening. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he, and of course, I did not expect him to stand up oh, and accept no. responsibility. He acted oh. exactly, exactly to the T. He didn't take any responsibility for how he talked to his daughter. No, exactly. You know, not just to sit there and say, yeah, you know what? I was upset at the time, yeah. but you know what? Yeah, I, I didn't really handle myself well in that regard. No, I, you know, this is, uh, I, I, I literally have... After the rust incident here, yeah. I, I have no respect. No. I didn't have much to begin with, but, no, I, uh, but I have no respect for this guy at all. I'm having and then, a really hard time because, like, when the whole thing happened with Alec Baldwin and his daughter. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, you know what? I don't think I want to watch any of his movies because I don't want to support him yeah. Yeah. and support that behavior. Yeah. And then... Mel Gibson goes off. Yeah. And I mean, I get there were extenuating circumstances. You know, he was drinking, whatever. Oh, when he was yelling at his about his wife to his attorney. Yes. Is that the call yes. you're talking about there? And then I was yeah. like, yeah, but you know what? I kind of feel like I don't want to support that either. Yeah. And then everyone with Scientology. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the more we researched Scientology, the more I was like, fuck that. Yeah. Because anytime you watch any movie 
that a Scientologist is in, that's that going money to is going back to Scientology. That's what I tell people about Tom Cruise and John Travolta and, yeah. you know, like that type of yeah. stuff. It's like, well, you know, they can do whatever they want. I'm like, no, you don't understand, understand. I'm no. like, they hand all that, all that money, money back to them. To the church. Yeah. You know, that's... To their church. To the church. Yeah. You know, I'll, you know, I don't... That's probably the only time I'm going to call it a church. Because I'm saying that's what they think it is. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, it's just... I. And I think that's what happens when you get in your age is you start finding out who these people really are. Yes. Um, you know, there was a crazy saying I heard this morning um, where, you know, if you don't find your identity, the world's going to build it for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and that really just like hit me like a yeah, like a shotgun in the chest. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, because if you don't if you don't have your identity built up. Mm-hmm. You have all these external things telling you how to think, mm-hmm. how you should do, who you should root for, yep. what you should be rooting against, what you should be rooting yep. for. And if you don't have an identity with yourself and yep. you don't have anything, man, you're just going to get overrun. Mm-hmm. You're going to get overrun by people telling you how to do what to yep. do, how to do it. That's the whole gun, like the whole gun violence thing. It drives me nuts. I was born into a family with weapons. Mm-hmm. I was raised right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I get people weren't raised right from the beginning. But the fact is, is that's a lesson you learn the hard way. Right. You know, it's life. It's a cold world. Yeah. But it's the same thing with cars. Mm -hmm. Some people are taught at a young age, you know, how to respect cars Mm -hmm. and how to respect automobiles Mm -hmm. and, and respect people around automobiles. And others aren't. Right. But what I find interesting is, is a guy could mow down a bunch of people in a um, a parade or a gathering mm-hmm. or something with a vehicle, and they're not going after the the manufacturer of the car. No, they're not going around going saying we got to ban cars. Yeah. They go after the person, the driver of the car. Yeah. yeah, and this is what I don't understand with gun violence. Yeah, every time it happens, and I see these emotional people hop right up. We got to get rid of the guns. We got to get the guns out of the kids' hands. We got to get the guns. It's like no, it's not the gun's fault. A, no. you got to get a gun. B, right. you got to get bullets. Now, here's the thing. If you don't know guns, you got to have the right bullets for the right freaking gun. Right. Yeah. It's not that easy to where you can just shove any bullet in there and it freaking works. No. Yep. If you've got 10 different guns in a gun safe, you've got 10 different sets of rounds. Right. You know, so. You got to pick you've, the right round for the right gun. You've got to think. Yeah. So there's a thought process that went into this. Yeah. You know, A, I'm going to be violent. That's the first decision right there. Yeah. A, I'm going to be violent. B, I'm going to, I'm going to pursue this violence. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Then there's C. How are you going to do it? Yeah. Are you going to do What's it with a, be the a car? Of your are you going to blow them yeah. up? Are you going to hit, you know, stab mm-hmm. them? Are you going to poison them? What you are you going to do? So this is the third rung of the decisioning making process of how you're going to do this. Mm-hmm. We're not even at gun yet. No. So say they, oh yeah, I'm gonna do it with a gun. Now you gotta find a gun. Then you gotta mm-hmm. get the right bullets for it. Mm-hmm. Then you gotta make sure you know how to operate the goddamn thing. Yeah. Because an AR-15 is totally different than a lever action rifle versus a bolt action rifle mm-hmm. or a pistol. Mm-hmm. They're all different. Yep. So you gotta know how to use them. It's like we're so far down before even the bullet gets pulled. Yeah. You know, we had problems. Way back. Way before this. Problems yeah. that should have been pretty freaking evident to oh, exactly. everyone around them. Exactly. And even including these... the 
people at school. Mm -hmm. These school shootings, what what's amazing is the total detachment of trying to be responsible. Yeah. And this is why I'm just the, yeah. the Alec Baldwin example at the end here is so pivotal. It, it's so synonymous of everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. It's it's the it is the picture of what's going on. You got a guy here who didn't he didn't assume any responsibility. No. It was his movie. It was the whole thing. Now you get these cool schools that get shot up mm -hmm. by this kid, and they all have one thing in common: the kid went to the school to shoot people. They didn't go to a mall. No, they didn't go to you know any other place. They didn't go no. here or there. A lot of them. The parents even stayed alive, mm -hmm. which, I mean, I'm sorry. Can you make that connection, please? Can you just try it for 10 seconds? Yeah. The kid left his family alive yeah. and which shot means the, the school the family up. was not the problem. The school, the school was, was the, the, the source problem. of the problem. Yeah, and then there's other shootings where you see the home was the problem. Yeah. They killed the person yep. at the house, you know, whether it was a grandma or whatever, whoever, you know, a, yeah. a guardian or whoever. They killed that person, and then they went right to the school. Yeah. And it's like, can we all just say out loud that maybe there's a problem at the fucking school or yeah. the house? Yeah. But instead, you got to blame the gun because you're just pushing this responsibility as far away as possible. Yeah. And when this shit happened with Alec Baldwin, it was the same thing. Oh, the gun was safe. Everybody told me the gun was safe. It's not my fault. There was something wrong with that gun. It's like, Really? Are you kidding me? How old are you? The gun did you know, what a gun does. The, yeah. You know, what were you trying to do with that gun? What did what exactly did you think was going to happen? W what was the point of the gun in the movie? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just it's it's just I can't believe we've I mean, I can because yes. we've all lost our mind, but I can't believe we've gotten here with some of this stuff and like the school violence stuff. Yeah. I just look at it. It's like. Yeah, maybe you've got a freaking bullying problem. Yeah. And you know what? All these little stupid videos that you're showing and all these little stupid things, they're not going to help if you're not out in the hallways finding this stuff and holding people responsible yeah. for being bullies. Yeah. And this is where I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. Ass whoopings need to come back. They do. They need. They yep. need to. Because when we went to, when I went to school, they had rifle, kids had rifles in the back of their trucks in the parking lot. Same. No, I'm saying this is yeah. Hickville out here. Yeah. That's assumed. I was in suburbia, True. just north yes. of Saratoga freaking Springs in in uh, in New York. Yeah. And people would go and have guns in a truck rack yep. right in the window. It was nothing to see that. And nothing ever happened. Mm -hmm. Nothing ever happened. But the thing was, you got out of line there. You got your ass whooped. Right. So if you were bullying somebody, you better have the fucking beef to fucking deal right. with the consequences. You know, and I remember telling uh, these fucking kids I was uh, hanging around with at uh, when I was part time and in retail. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, in junior high school, we had um, we had this uh, principal. And basically what would happen is, is if you got in a fist fight in school mm -hmm. You know, the teachers would yeah. break it up and all that stuff. But you had the option. This was literally a legitimate option. You could get a signed waiver from your parents. Mm -hmm. and the parents would come as a meeting. And what you could do is go in the gym and he'd have a mat on the floor and he'd give you these really heavy boxing gloves. Yeah. And he'd and let he'd, you he'd work it out. He'd let you duke it out. Yep. No one was allowed in there. Yep. Nothing, you yep. know. And honestly, that's what needs to happen right now. Yeah. You know. Figure your it's shit out. It's the principal yep. and the two kids. 
Yep. You know, and and the two kids duke it out and and it's done. Yep. It's all over because I hate to say it, that's what has to happen. Yeah. Otherwise it doesn't diffuse. No. It just escalates yep. and escalates and it burns and it, it just burns up and it burns yep. up and it burns up till eventually someone freaking pops. You know, or there needs to be just accountability. Cause I do get that there's kids that get bullied that can't protect themselves. Yeah. You know, and I I I know that because I grew up with it. I used to watch kids and mm-hmm. I remember stepping into some friends. It's like, dude, come on. Why are you fucking with them? Right. You know, you're fucking with them because you can. Exactly. You know, and that's a fucking shitty thing. And here's the thing is those people got to grow up with that and know that they did all that stuff. And I've met a couple guys like that where they're just like, God, I'm not proud of what I did as a kid, you know, and and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, that's the stuff that it doesn't just scar the person getting bullied. It does scar the bullier too. Yeah. Sometimes yes, sometimes no, you know. And, uh, but- yeah, the whole school shooting thing, it just drives me nuts. It's like, so we're not going to talk about the real problem here? You know, that no. there's something going on in the schools here that's not being diffused correctly or no. whatever. And it's the same demographics. No, nope, push this as far. I'm not responsible for that. Yeah. You know, I'm not. I didn't come here to be a referee. It's like, you're, no, you're a teacher. Yeah. You're the same thing as a parent. You're with them for six you hours know. a day. You know who. All those teachers knew that that person was ready to rattle. Yep. Every single one of them. Every and then, one of and them. And then you find out after, it's like people contacted the FBI mm-hmm. and people contacted the police department and no one wanted to get their hands dirty with it. Yep. And then this crap happens, you know. And um, yeah, but no, get rid of everybody's guns. You know, that's that's going to go great. And yeah, this this whole thing with the rust thing, you know, I just, yeah, I, I don't think you're going to find a bigger piece of slime than Alec Baldwin. No. I just, I'm sorry. Nope. I just, uh, and, and yeah, I get to that point, like you were mentioning, it's like, all right, so now you got to ask, you know, or say, I, I don't want to support people like this. Yeah. I don't want to, yep. you know. I've been having I, a really hard time with that because, you know, I loved Top Gun yeah, as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I loved the Mission Impossible movies. Mm-hmm. What gets I, me though is, uh, so like where where it hit me the hardest was when the latest Top Gun came Maverick. out. Maverick. Maverick came yeah. out. And I remember people, you know, they were like, oh, you're going to watch Maverick? You're going to watch Maverick? And I was just like, I don't know. You know, yeah. and they're like, well, what do you mean you don't know? And I was just like, it's the whole Scientology thing. Yeah. And they're like, eh. And it's like, dude, you have no, no idea. idea. And you that's can't what, just, yeah. No. And that's where you start seeing the lines of it. You mm-hmm. know, like people can sit there and, you know, bitch and gripe about, oh, all these people about the deep state, they're losing their yeah. mind and all that. You don't even have to dive into that tunnel. Why doesn't the media talk about Scientology? They can't. They, they talked about it a little bit, but they can't. No. And now the big thing is, and I know the people listening to this, they know. Right. Yeah. You know, but but it's the people outside of the circle yeah. that don't know. It's like they'll get sued. Mm-hmm. And they'll get sued over and, and over, over and, and over, over again. again. So they avoid lawsuits. Mm-hmm. So they're just like, no, nah, we're not going to talk about it. Nope. We're not going to talk about it at all. And to me, that is the negligence that I have a problem with. Mm-hmm. It's like you ballless little fucking wimps. Yeah. You know, but then yet you're going to have. Speaking about balls, though, can we talk about Leah Remini? Yeah. No. And that's what I'm building up to is. Like, yeah. So then you get a point where Leah Remini comes out. 
and steps out in front of all this and says, look, you sons of bitches, you know, I'm going to put this in the spotlight. Yep. And she puts it in the spotlight and then all the media floods right around her, you know, and it's like, you know. She's also pressed charges against the church. Yeah, because no one else will. Exactly. She said on she was actually pleading on her podcast over and over again. She's like, I've gone to several attorneys. She goes, I can't tell you how many retainers I've paid. And when it comes down to it, nobody will do it because of the retribution, the the deep pockets and And the fair gaming and their litigation and the fair gaming. Yep. Yeah. And it's. So she was going back to school, which in and of itself was a hassle because she grew up in Scientology. So she had no school records. She had no. You know how hard that's got to be? Exactly. And just like I admire her so much for what she's doing. I really, really do. I mean, Mike Render told told her, he's like, well, why don't you just go to law school? And there was a point point. where she got really quiet. Yeah. The wheels are turning. And all of a sudden. Fair Game, their podcast, they they weren't doing episodes as yeah. frequently. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder. I hope so. I hope she is. I hope so. I really do. Yeah, I really yeah. hope so. Because she'll be I, like, you know what? Fuck it. You know, I, I have such a huge respect for her. Oh, my Lord. Yes. To a level that like I, I just think is incomparable to a lot of people that are alive right now. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, you talk about somebody, she was born into it. Yeah. She didn't know any better and went through this whole thing. And, and you know, she could have done the same excuse as Tom Cruise did. And, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, all of the other ones that just, oh, I wouldn't have gotten any of this without the Church of Scientology. I wouldn't have gotten the King of Queens mm-hmm. show and I wouldn't have got all that. And you know what? Maybe it is true. Maybe she wouldn't have got all that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, is she just enough, Yeah, you know, yep. and just threw her foot down mm-hmm. and just went her own way. Again, finding your own voice, yep. finding your own identity, because if you don't do that, the rest of the world will. It will f- force you to, mm-hmm. you know. It, they'll give it, you an identity. They'll give you an identity, you know, and that's a great example. of. A, and I didn't plan that. That was mm-hmm. all yeah. off the cuff here, you know, but. But I really just, her and Rinder, I respect the living hell out of because that institution has gone after those two with everything. Yeah. You know, pedophilia and just like whatever, you know, whatever will stick. They went at her after Marty Rathbun, who was one of the first ones to get out so bad that he went back. He went back, yeah. And here's the thing. I get why people don't talk. I get why people... You know, because you don't want to lose everything that you mm-hmm. work for and you want to keep this nice little bubble around you. But the fact is, is eventually that bubble's going to just get destroyed yeah. or you're going to hate yourself and you can't live with yourself. And, you know, and I'm sorry, I I think, you know, like I'm going to throw some major assumptions out here, but like Tom Cruise happy with himself because mm-hmm. he's shielded away from all that. Yeah. I, he doesn't know any of that crap's going on. And if he does... He is evil. Yeah, he doesn't I'm just going to say yeah. he is evil yeah. if he knows all that stuff's going on. Now, now you've got, um, what's his face? Um, Travolta. Travolta. You don't fucking hear anything about no. him no. at all. No. You know, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's just living in his palace of shame, you know, at this point. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just, uh, or it's the same thing. It's just mm-hmm. they've done me right. 
Yep. You know, because what was it? There was that one conversation with, uh, what was it, Priscilla Presley or who was who was the Presley that was in? Lisa Marie. Lisa Marie was in there. Yeah. And then Lisa Marie was kind of getting out of it. Yeah. And she's just like, you know, aren't they? And he's just like, look, I can't go there with you. Yeah. He's like, they've been good to me. Mm-hmm. And then that's and that's honestly how I look at it. They're the poster childs, mm-hmm. you know, but they have no idea what's going on in the Sea Org. They have no idea what's going on at the base, you know, and further they all don't these care. areas and all that. Or, like I said, or they do know. Yeah. You know, and. Well, with all due respect, as far as Travolta goes, he's going to keep his mouth shut yeah. because of his disclosures and he knows that they yeah. can just release but still, his disclosures like you, you have all this money, you have all this mm-hmm. influence and all this stuff. You could blow the lid and mm-hmm. you could end it and you could just make life better for the next generation. Nope. 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 You know, and everybody says, Oh, well, you know, you do the same thing. It's like, no, I'm a cat. You know, I'm becoming Catholic. And it's like, I don't give those priests that touch the kids a, a, f- a, a pass. pass. No. no, they go to hell. Yeah. You know, and if I was in a position where, like, mm-hmm. if I was going to our church and I found out that father was doing things, I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. put up with that. No. I don't care if I lost everything of it. Mm-hmm. You know, no. This, you know, I'd look at it and say, God put me on earth yes. to find this and yep. to do something about it. And and that's where, yeah. And I'm sorry. I don't have Tom Cruise money. I don't no. have John Travolta money. No. I don't have that fame. I don't have anything. But it's funny and that's what gets me with this whole thing, whether it's, uh, you know, a church or an institution or any of these things or an industry. It's always the smaller people that end up blowing the lid on it, you know, and, and blow blow the lid on it and, and, and whistle blow this stuff. It's not the bigger the bigger groups or the bigger people. And and to me, that's just sad. It's just sad that someone who does have the ability to do that stuff just can't. You know, you all right, Dino? You got thoughts too? You got thoughts too, buddy? We got some more movies here. Yeah, let's crank a couple more out. During the troubled production of Fitzcarraldo, which I didn't even know was a film, multiple deaths reportedly occurred on set, though not actually during the filming. The film used actual tribesmen as extras, and one reportedly drowned after taking out a canoe. Others reportedly uh, died from diseases contracted in the remote regions of Peru where the film was shot. Special effects technician Conway Wycliffe died while filming a car chase for The Dark Knight. It was the scene where the Batmobile is blown up, and Wycliffe was holding a camera out the window of the back seat of the car during a test drive when the car hit a tree instead of turning. Wycliffe, who was not wearing a seatbelt and was leaning out of the window, was pronounced dead at the scene. He was named in the dedication for the film along with Heath Ledger. Yeah. In the Disney film, Gone Fishing, stunt doubles for the film leads Joe Pesci and Danny Glover were filming a stunt where a boat goes off a ramp, then lands between two boats. I remember that. When something went wrong and the boat rolled and flipped off the side of the ramp, hitting the two boats it was supposed to land between and sending them flying into a crowd of extras and stunt performers. 29-year-old Janet Wilder, who often worked as a part-time stunt person on shoots to spend more time with her husband, longtime stunt person Scott Wilder, was struck and killed while holding the hand of her husband, who was also injured. Stunt person Paul Dallas died at the age of 34 while filming a stunt for the show L.A. Heat. 
In the stunt, Dallas jumped from a three-story building and was meant to land on an airbag. However, he missed the bag and died from massive head injuries soon after. He had actually previously founded a company focused uh, specifically on producing safe airbags. Just a month later, up-and-coming 27-year-old actor Ken Stedman died in a dune buggy accident on the set of the show Sliders. The buggy flipped when it hit a dry lake bed. I remember Sliders. <laughs> Crew member Mike Huber died while filming G.I. Joe 2 Retaliation. He was working on a high-powered scissor lift when it tipped over, thus killing him. Comedian Red Fox, best yeah. known for Sanford and Son, died on set while rehearsing for a scene in the royal family. His character on Sanford and Son was known for faking heart attacks, mm -hmm. so everyone thought he was joking. Unfortunately, this was a real heart attack, and he died. I remember when that happened. It was so sad hearing that. because, oh. like, But also, like, for somebody who likes to get laughs and all that, you wonder, is that, like... A how he would have wanted to how go. How he wanted to go, you know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think things change when that crap happens. You yeah. Know? So we got another heart attack on set. Uh, unfortunately, this seems to happen a lot. Harvey Lembeck was reportedly appearing as a guest star on Mork and Mindy when he had a heart attack and died on set at the age of fifty-eight. Mm -hmm. Adolf Caesar was similarly performing on the set of the Disney comedy Tough Guys when he died of a heart attack at age 52. Soap opera star Jay Pickett died of a heart attack at age 60 while sitting on a horse on the set of his own film, Treasure Valley. Hmm. Finally, perhaps most creepy, is the example of Tyrone Power, who suffered a heart attack on the set of Solomon and Sheba. He died before making it to the hospital, still in his costume. Yeah. So what's creepy about that? Well, his father, also named Tyrone Power, had also died in the arms of his son yeah. during an onset heart attack while he was shooting the Miracle Man. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, it's a messed up sequence of events, boy. You know. Oh. It's, um No, and, you know, I, again, why I beat up the industry so damn hard... It's because, you know, there was, there's a Screen Actors Guild strike just recently. Mm -hmm. It's still going on. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, the whole thing's under compensation levels. Mm -hmm. They do talk about their working conditions. Okay. You know, um, you know and, and basically. But you made a brouhaha over the Twilight Zone mm -hmm. and how you were going to make all these changes. And here you still are. And keep this from happening. Yeah, yeah. And yet, no, it still keeps happening. And, so, and what exactly did you did you enact? Yeah, and they strike every year or yeah. every two, three years. Yeah. You know, so since '83, I mean, we're talking twenty, you know, thirty years. You know, thirty years has passed. Yeah, and uh, you know, it just yeah it never ceases to amaze me how just weird that industry is. Mm -hmm. You know, and and like I said. If they were to be able to just say, yeah, no, it's a it's a Hollywood problem, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But no, they point their self-righteous finger around yeah. saying everybody, you know, you got to fix this. You got to fix do that. This. Everybody's got to do, do that. It's like, no, you know, everybody's not blowing their boss for work. No, you know, yeah. I mean, it's just, um, <clears throat> you know, sorry, I'm going to say it out loud. 
It's called the casting couch. Yeah. <laughs> not the yeah. not the company no, couch. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. They yeah. had a name for it. Yeah. It's just like yeah. at what point do you sit there and raise your hand and be like, this is fucked up. Yeah. It's got to stop. I think we might have a problem. We might have a problem here because we're calling it the casting couch. Correct. You know, it's like I can yeah. tell you, I've been in several <sighs> corporate environments. Yeah. No, I've never No. I've never I've seen abuse. Yes. You know, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna downplay that. I've seen abuse mm-hmm. and I've seen it. Across the board, like an abuseful boss. It's not just towards women. Right. It's just towards abusive. men. It's abusive yeah. all around. I have seen one person in my whole entire career that did it just to woman, women. Mm-hmm. And it's because he was a small person. Yes. Um, not by yeah. height, but just. Yeah. He was a very, very just, he was a piece of shit. Yeah. You know, and, um, and the world's full of those people, you know, and, and when it started going around, you know, People would see it, mm-hmm. but, you know, it was an uncomfortable part of that as well. But but then the word, weird part was, is like he would have someone accuse him and they'd go to HR. HR would be, you know, the case mm-hmm. would be on him. And then, uh, you know, they'd settle it out one way yep. or another, which, you know, I got no problem with that either. It's like if they can, if, if it's a, no, thing. I'm just saying if it's a buildable moment, like a teachable moment and someone can get counseling and, right. and all that, I'm I'm all for that. But then what happened was it was over and over exactly. and over and over And that's and my problem again. because all like, these people have to sign NDAs. Yeah. So none of these people can say anything. Meanwhile, the offender is continuing to offend yeah. in the exact same way. Yeah. How come no one has, has come, been like, so, hey. No, but my whole thing is, it's so funny you brought that up because this is what I have kind of mm-hmm. on this last section yeah. here. If you're going on strike, you can have an NDA on your movie, but if there's abuse... That breaks the NDA. Simple yeah. rule. Yeah. It's a simple rule. Yeah. It, it doesn't get any simpler than that. No. And you can fix all this stuff, mm-hmm. but they don't want to do that. No. You know, they don't want to do it at all. No. You know, and it just, um, it drives me nuts, you know. And so now you've got the strike where they're at. And of course, they don't talk about that shit. They're talking about money mm-hmm. and they're talking about AI because AI is the real threat to them. Yeah. You know, yeah. and this is where I'm like closing this part of mm-hmm. it out. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners of uh, our horror fanatics, you got to watch out. Yes. Because AI now is going to go to a level that people haven't seen, been a part of, and, and will be able to understand. Yeah. Amazon might be here. Maybe. So so the, the thing that, so the latest story of it was Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. His likeness was used uh, for like a dental commercial or something like that, a dental product or dentist. I didn't, yeah. I didn't see it, but didn't it was all it. over the place. Yeah. Um, it looks just like him. Sounds just like him. You know, they had and those was, deep fake videos of Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, yeah, looked and sounded yep. just like him. This is this is literally the number one threat to humanity right now. Correct. Because now what you have, I'm not going to get biblical. I promise. Right. But what you're going to have is, is you can't believe anything you're seeing anymore. Right. And I just, I don't think people understand to the level of where this is at. Right. The fact that Hollywood is putting this right next to pay yes. tells you everything you need to know mm-hmm. because AI could put them out of work tomorrow. Yes. I'm literally saying it tomorrow because work isn't the movies for them. It's commercials. Yeah. It's all that other yeah. stuff. And when they see Tom Hanks... Hawking dental, Hawk dental stuff. stuff yeah. And then they find out that that's not Tom Hanks. Yeah. That's their, 
that's their in between meals money. Yeah. You know, that's the that's the the working money they do. The movies will, you know, be the nest egg and, you know, do the big things and all that, but but them doing ads and doing all this other stuff, you know, I mean, you know, being the next Colonel Sanders or whatever, you know, that's that's how that works. And and the very thing that popped in my head when you were talking about the commercials. Yeah. Was Talladega Nights. Yeah. With Ricky Bobby. And the prune candy. <laughs> Boom, bong, ching, ching, bang. Prune candy. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah. And and so what's going to happen is, is this is going to happen with current events. Yeah. You know, and eventually what's going to end up happening is, is they're going to have, someone's going to do some sort of AI thing with a world leader. Right. And they're going to say something and everybody's going to be like, what the fuck? Yep. And you got. 60% of the population that doesn't pay attention to anything, anything. and they just see what they see and they're yep. like, Oh my God, can you believe it? And, and this is, this is how it's going to happen. I, I just, I, I know it. I see it. I see it now. You you see it now in it's going around in Instagram and TikTok. It's been there for a while, but it's getting more prominent where, yeah, they're going to have to figure out how to work this out. You know, because it's just, um, it's it's going to be a first-rate mess. Mm-hmm. A first-rate mess. I promise you, we will never do any AI. I know I talked about it in the past, but that was yeah. the big reason why I put the squash on it. It's like, I don't want any of this to be non-genuine. No. But I will be honest, it could affect this show. Yeah. Because if we can't find the right information to source right, and things like that. It could make We do a lot in. of sourcing on the internet, and it's just like basically... We have to do extra work on that. And that's where I'm going back old school with books, mm-hmm. you know, where I'm just reading books and I'm going to read books. You know, I'm, I'd like that we do old stuff so I can read an old book on something. And I know that's not a problem. But, yeah, some of this stuff, it's going to be it's going to be harder yeah. to research things. And you just got to do your homework. And I think that's the right thing to do it. You got to check all sources. You got to check mm-hmm. both sides of the spectrum of what you're looking the positive, the negger, mm-hmm. the the negative, negative yeah. you know, or the just the argument, the counter argument. You got to be more informed. And I just I'm sorry, I don't have a lot of hope in it because when the Internet came out, everybody was like, this is going to make everybody more educated. Right. This is going to make everybody it's gonna smarter. It's going to level the playing field. You know, this and we're going to get what we did with it. We're going to get access. You know, people in poor uh, and impoverished areas are going to have access to you know, information to make them literate and, you know, just, mm-hmm. you know, give them these base skills to compete with the world. And none of that has happened. It's just become a giant slander machine, a propaganda machine, a, a narrative device. That's a pedophiles really pedophiles playground, pedophiles playground. You know, all of this stuff has happened in its wake. And um, yeah, I think AI is going to be no different. And um, yeah, I there's there's a lot of theories I have on that. That's a whole nother episode. That's a whole different deal. But yeah, so this was uh, deaths on movie sets. Plenty of them. Yeah. And they're recent, old, yeah. all over the place. Yep. And in all different kinds, accidents, shootings, yep. Yep. you know, all Heart this attacks. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's unfortunate because, like I said, uh, you know, you hear these folks going on strike every three years or whatever mm-hmm. it is. It's often. Yeah, it you is. Know, and um. Yeah, you look and you see what happened on Rust. Yep. And A, it happened. And B, 
the aftermath of it is embarrassing. And that motherfucker should be held accountable. It's embarrassing. It is. It's not that he should be held accountable. He should take responsibility of his movie. Oh, he's never going to take no, responsibility. No, no, and that's what I'm saying. That's why that's... he should be held accountable. No, and that's... It's, it's like, because you won't do this and you won't step yeah. up and acknowledge exactly. your part in this, this is your he part He could have put this. his foot down any time. Yep. He could have put his foot no. down any time when those firearms are being held you know, irresponsibility, you know, or irresponsibly, or yeah. just, you know, not Instead, under safe, you know, he was the biggest offender. Exactly. You know, and, um, and it just hurts a lot of people. It mm -hmm. hurts a ton of people. And that's where taking responsibility nips that stuff in the bud. And, uh, and it also just, you know, I, I would have had a ton of respect for him as much as I despised him yeah. leading up to this. I would have had a ton of, ton of respect for him mm -hmm. if he just said, nope, it's my movie. Yep. It's my responsibility. Yeah. So, you know, no. all these other folks, you know, we'll figure out how the in investigation works. But but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm taking responsibility on this. Either the movie's not going to. The fact that the movie's going to get made and the son of a bitch is going to make a ton of money on it because people are going to go to watch it and be like, that was the movie that that yeah. person got killed. You know, and it just. Oh, yeah. If I was the father of that. That girl, mm -hmm. you know, that woman who got shot. Oh, you know, he's a better person than I am. <laughs> so that wraps up episode 147. Mm -hmm. And uh, next week, we're getting back to uh, the kind of oldie horror stuff. We here. are. What do we got? We are going to have a BOGO episode. We sure are. Mm -hmm. The Dog Man. And the Goatman legends. And the Goatman legends, yeah. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Buckle up, because I got to tell you. Woo! Yeah. There's a lot of stories about these. Wow. A lot of them. And not just recently. Or, no, no, you know, they, this span, is a, they span time. A long time, yeah. yeah. So we're yep. going to go back. And, and forth. And back and forth. and. <laughs> We're gonna go back to the future. <laughs> We're gonna go front to back. Oh wait. Oh, oh wait. Sorry. Nope. Oop. <laughs> hey, boop. Yeah. So, um, as always, thanks for listening to the show. Mm -hmm. um, this is the last chance for questions for mm -hmm. the um, the hot, hot sauce, sauce challenge, challenge because uh, we will be filming it pretty soon. Yes. And uh, we're getting ready for that. Uh, so, yeah, if there's some last-minute uh, questions you have to submit, you know, again, mm -hmm. anything you want to know personal, anything you would like to know about our creative director, Dean Winchester, mm -hmm. and our HR uh, mystique, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we'll be willing to uh, answer those questions and just general stuff about where we're heading with the show, yep. where we're thinking of going, or where you would like us to go. It could be comments or whatnot. Um, so that can be sent to our email address at oth at seriouslydecent.com. And again, we thank you for listening during uh, the Halloween holiday. Mm -hmm. And if you could post us on uh, your feed, you know, just yep. either our website your or, or a, a, a website, um, you know, like I said, the link to our website or just an episode, uh, mm -hmm. you know, if you could share that, we really, really appreciate it. With that being said, rule number one. No Ouija boards. Number two. No dolls. Three. No capes. Four. No blood rituals. Five. No cults, satanic or otherwise. No way. Six. No apathy. You need to act. Yeah. To enact a positive change in this world. It can be done. Yeah. Little little baby steps. Yeah. Wave hello. Say hi to your neighbor. Definitely. Simple things. Yeah. Then, 
don't engage with black-eyed people. <laughs> yeah. Children, adults, yeah. teenagers. Yeah. They apparently run the gamut, so. Yeah, yeah. No. White to their eyes. If it feels weird, walk away. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Last, last but not least. Just listen. Yeah, which these folks do. Amazing. You know, they listen to us. They listen to us, they can listen to anybody. It's true. True story. With that being said, thank you so much, and we hope you have an amazing day, a lovely week. And for the love of God, make good choices. Take care.